Can we give him a praise offering here once more this morning? Amen. Congregation, you may be seated. I want to thank you just for you being you. Thank you for your faithfulness each and every week, for all of you that are here in person, for all of you who are watching online with us. Thank you for your generosity. I know you probably heard Pastor Cody say a couple of weeks ago, we were able to give out some Thanksgiving baskets, uh, which was comprised of uh, a turkey and uh, also you know, a couple of bags of groceries. And so in that, we had 250 turkeys that were given out to our community. Now, unfortunately, we probably had about 60 or 70 cars go by that wasn't able to get any because we ran out. I think it took us like 50 minutes to go through that. And so, but your generosity helps us with things of that nature. We have the toy drives going on. We have so many things happening. We might even have the possibility of doing another food outreach as there is someone who's reached out to us that'd like to partner with us. So I just thank God that he's providing and that he's taking care of us. And, and a lot of that has to do with your generosity and your faithfulness, and I want to thank you for that personally. Um, I also want to personally invite you. This Wednesday, we're going to have a very intimate time of communion. It's going to be right here in the sanctuary, and if you're able to join us, I certainly invite you to be a part of that. If you're going to watch online, uh, you can do that as well because it will be live streaming. Uh, I've asked John Tucker, who is just a part of our church family. Communion is very special to him. John and Brenda, just a wonderful family. He's going to help me out that night uh, with communion, and it's just going to be a it's going to be a great night as we have some worship, uh, go into communion. It's going to start at seven o'clock. We won't keep you long, but it's going to be a wonderful time. If you're not going to be able to be here and you want to stop out front. About the office there, and John is back there, and John, if you wouldn't mind, you can help me out here today to make sure we have that ready for you. We have some uh, communion elements that are already pre-packaged and ready to go, so if you don't have any at home, you're more than welcome to stop and get some that way. Uh, if you are going to be at home uh, this Wednesday, you can join us online uh, right there where you're at, and so, but I just want to give that personal invitation to you. I look forward to it. It's a special time for us to be able to do that, and uh, we always enjoy it, and I just, uh, I hope you can be a part of that. Well, if you would, you can get out your Bible today, and you can go with me to Psalm 116. I don't plan on keeping you too long here today, but I know that the Lord, what he's placed on my heart and what he wants me to be able to convey to you today. You see the title of the message there, and that is, Thankful in All Circumstances. Now, obviously, that comes from 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, and this, of course, is the Apostle Paul writing there to the church He's talking to them about Christian behavior, Christian attitude. He's talking to them about how to treat one another, how to respect one another. You can back up a few verses, and he's talking about how we shouldn't repay evil for evil, but we should do good to all, pray for all, pray in all circumstances. And so he's really encouraging the believer how to walk and how to live, especially in times, once again, that are difficult and challenging. Now, in this, we get to that verse that's many times read this time during the year. I know I certainly go here often. But it says to us, be thankful in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. Let's let that sink in just for a moment. One more time. Be thankful in all circumstances. For this is... Not perhaps, not for some, not if, but it says, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. And who is it that belongs to Christ Jesus? It's you and I. 
It is his church. It's every person who's accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and their Savior. So this verse is speaking to every single one of us. No one is exempt. There are no excuses. You cannot say my circumstance is different than any else's because it says this is God's will for you who belong in Christ Jesus to be thankful in all circumstances that happen in our lives. Now, as we prepare for a Thanksgiving week that's going to look a little different for many of our families this year, I pray that we stand on the truth of why we should always be a people who are genuine in giving thanks no matter what. I know maybe for some, it's not going to look different at all. Maybe your gatherings have not changed, and that's certainly okay. But I know for many of our church family, it's going to look a little bit different this year as they cannot be with their loved ones, as they cannot travel, or perhaps they're in quarantine, uh, or perhaps they've had a death in their family. There are a lot of different reasons that's causing things to look different this year. What a year it has been, right? Pretty crazy year. Today, what I know the Lord would have me to do is to remind every single one of us that no matter what we go through in life, whether it's something we are going through personally or something we are going through as a church, collectively, in our culture, that no matter what, you and I, as God's people, we have multiple reasons of why we should offer up our thanksgiving to him. We can go to the Bible and we're going to find over and over and over those passages of Scripture that will remind us of why we are to offer up our praise. You can go to Psalm 103, one of the chapters that is read a lot during this time. It is going to tell us in that passage that we are forgiven, that we are healed that we are redeemed. It's going to tell us that we are satisfied with the good things of God. It will tell us that we are being renewed spiritually, physically, and emotionally. It will tell us that we are being shown God's unfailing love and mercy each and every day. It'll tell us that when we are forgiven of our sins, our sins are cast as far as the east is from the west, never to be remembered again that in Christ that we have been given a new life. We have much, much reason to give our thanksgiving to the Lord. If you go to Psalm 107, it's going to tell us in its passage that we've been delivered from the wilderness moments in life. What it's talking about is those dry and barren places or seasons in our lives, those times when we, we don't feel productive, those times when we don't feel anything at all, those times we don't even feel like we've been nurtured or that we're not receiving. It tells us that we will be delivered from that, that God's hand will be upon us. It also will tell us in that chapter, the Lord leads us out of those dark and deep seasons of where we have trial and trial after trial. Some of those you will read are self-inflicted, while others are those that are out of our control. It will also tell us that the Lord is faithful in all storms and seasons of life. And, and Pastor Austin, he hit it spot on because you know what? The storm is not always calmed. There are times when we have to ride out the storm. We have to go through that storm. But in all of it, God will bring us through. I'm thankful for all of those passages that you and I have that give us much reason to offer up our thanksgiving. But let me just talk for a moment of who we are in Christ. Let me give you some more reasons why you should be able to offer up the thanksgiving in your life. The Bible tells us in Ephesians that we are made spiritually alive in Christ. 
We can go over to Paul's letter to the church of Corinth, and he will tell us that we are members of the body of Christ, and we are all so valuable, and we are all a part of that. We can go to John, and it tells us that we are a productive branch in the vine. We can go back to Ephesians, and it will tell us that we are a valuable stone in the building, that he is rising up. We can also stay in Ephesians, and we will see in Scripture that we are the bride made ready for the groom, that Jesus Christ is coming back for his church someday. We can go over to the writings of Peter, and it will say that we are a royal priesthood. We are a dwelling place of the Holy Spirit. Back to Corinthians, we are a new creation in Christ. We are free in every way. We can go to Romans, and it will tell us that we are no longer under condemnation because Jesus Christ has set us free. We can stay there, and it tells us that we are not held by a life of legalism. We can also stay there, and it's going to tell us how we have been rescued from the power of darkness. We are also being genuinely justified each and every day of our lives because of who we are in Christ. We can go on into Hebrews. Hebrews is going to tell us that we are made perfect in the sight of God. We are his children. He is our heavenly father. It will also tell us that we have immediate access to God at any time in our lives, throughout the day, in the dark hours of the night, in those lonely moments, the scripture is going to tell us that we have immediate access to God. It will also tell us we are never abandoned, that he never gives up on us, that he'll never forsake us or leave us or turn his back on us. It will also tell us that we've been given an inheritance that will never fade away. It is imperishable. It is eternal. And Ephesians will also tell us that we are recipients of every single spiritual blessing that heaven has to offer. So when I go through the scripture and I meditate on it and I put my mind on it, it certainly helps me to understand that no matter what, I can offer up my thanksgiving. That no matter what, I can come and I can praise the Lord with a genuine heart. That no matter what, I can offer up my worship and I know that God hears and God understands my moment. He understands my season. He understands my emotions. He understands exactly where I'm at. But I will continue to lift up my praise, my worship, my thanksgiving because simply of who we are in Christ. If you will, I want to take just a moment and I want to talk about specifically just this year and how we still have many, many reasons to lift up our thanksgiving. Now, I've kind of labeled this year, and you can label this year however you want to, okay? Just keep it clean because you are in the house of God, all right? Because you may have some words in your mind that may not be the Holy Spirit-driven words. 2020, the year of COVID, I'm going to stand and proclaim to you today, the year of COVID will not steal my gratefulness nor my song, nor my worship, nor my praise. No matter how real it is, because it is very real, because many of you have dealt with it firsthand. It is very real. It is very dark. I believe it is spiritual warfare. I believe it is demonic, that it, what has taken place. It is very real. But church, I want to tell you, COVID will not steal who we are in Christ. It will not steal our song. It will not steal our joy. It will not steal our worship or our praise. We, not, we will not let it oppress us, but we will continue to march forward, and we will lift our hands and our voice. We will sing out loud, and we will praise Jesus from the bottom of our soul because of who he is. Amen. Amen. The year of COVID will not steal our thanksgiving. Amen. 2020, the year of toxic politics. I've used that word a lot. If you do not think it's been a toxic year of politics, bless your soul. 
the year of toxic politics will not steal my reason to give my thanks nor my shout of praise. I will not let politics get in the way of my faith. I will not let politics get in the way of my heart for Jesus. I will not let politics get in the way of a church being united as the body of Christ. I will not let politics get in the way of who wears a mask, who doesn't, who feels like they need to, or who shouldn't, or whatever it be. Because when we come to church, we are the body of Christ, and it is our minds that will be fixed on him and nothing else. Amen. Amen. Church, I ask you as your pastor... Do not make church about politics. Do not make Jesus about politics. I've had many people ask me during this time, Pastor, what do you think Jesus would do if he was living in this time? I was like, well, if he was supposed to, he'd put on a mask, he'd give to Caesar what is his, and then he'd keep just preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. He'd just do what he was supposed to do, but his focus would be on seeing lives changed seeing people made whole, seeing people restored, seeing people healed. So I would ask you, be respectful to one another. Be kind to one another. We're all walking this journey together. We all have different opinions. We all have different emotions. No one else needs to quit because I'm not mandating a mask. No one else needs to quit because we're encouraging people to wear a mask. No one needs to quit the body of Christ because it is not about politics or masks. It's about who Jesus Christ is in changing our lives. Politics has been toxic to the church this year and it's time we get rid of them and allow God to do what he wants to do in us. If you want to talk more about it, just schedule an appointment. I'll share a little bit of my heart with you. (laughs) COVID is real. Politics are real. It's highly important that we're engaged in our culture. It's highly important that we have a voice. It's highly important that you go and you support and you speak and you have your opinions. It's highly important that you have healthy conversations. It is highly important that the church is involved in the political realm. It it is highly important that we're all a part of that, of what's going on today. But when it comes about the purpose and the mission of us gathering together and doing who we are... about Jesus and Jesus Christ alone. Let him determine our steps. Let him determine our thoughts and our minds. Let him help us with our conversations in order that we can be a light that shines through the darkness. Pastor Austin said it in the first service. He said the light will always overcome the darkness. I had a gentleman come up in the first service. He said, Pastor, I just want to pray that my conversation is filled with the light of Christ. He said, I'm very opinionated, but I need it to be filled with the light of Christ. I said, well, as we pray that prayer, I'm going to pray for you, and I'm going to pray for me, that we both can be the light of Jesus Christ. Amen. It's been a year of toxic politics, and something that just hurts my soul is when I see the church getting wrapped up in a way that's not healthy for who we are as a body of believers. Amen. It will not steal our reason to give our thanks or take away our shout our praise because we will come together and we will lift up the name of Jesus. 2020, the year of financial turmoil. That's not going to keep me from giving my thanks to God and for all of his daily provisions. Now, I can stand before you as pastor, as our body and as a church, 
And I can say thank you, God, because you have provided abundantly for our church. And our church is healthy. So thank you for being faithful. And thank you for your generosity. But I also know in our church family, there are many who have been greatly impacted by the financial turmoil of this year. There are many who are struggling to keep their head above water. There are many who own their own businesses, they're responsible for employees, or their job has been directly hit so hard by the closures and all that has taken place. There are many in our church that's had to battle this year that storm of financial turmoil. Can I tell you and stand before you, I'm going to keep praising God with you because I believe with all my heart, God will see us through that his provisions will be there. He'll take care of your home. He will take care of your children. He will take care of your business. He'll take care of your career. And even though it might be difficult right now and you're in that storm and you want that storm to end, you just keep offering up your praise and your worship and your thanksgiving. Because I tell you, I believe with all of my heart, God will see you through. He is faithful in all circumstances. That's why I can be thankful in all circumstances. I will trust him with my life, and I will trust him with my eternity, and I will trust him with my finances because my God will supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory. So no part of my life is undone because he cares about every single part of us. Amen. I can't tell you how that looks, how it unfolds, but I thank God for his provision. 2020, the year of death, discouragement, and depression. Maybe that hasn't hit home for you, but for many, it has. Just this past week, two of our families, I was at a graveside with the Hutchins family, and we're praying for them, praying for them and their family. Mary, my assistant, you guys know Mary and Justin. They've had a death in their family over the weekend unexpected and it's hard it's difficult when you see your family hurting we were there earlier this year see these families sitting here on the front row offering up their praise offering up their worship you know how they can do that because they trust God with everything so even when things are heavy and when even things happen that we don't understand and we we can't really even explain even when we're at that moment where we just feel that just that, that heaviness and that oppression, can I tell you, we're not going to let it steal our gratefulness and our thankfulness and our worship and our praise because I believe with all my heart, no matter what, God will see us through these seasons as well. And at the end of the day, we will have victory in Jesus Christ. We will have victory. The story might not unfold the way that you want it to unfold, but at the end of the day, the final word is always going to be that of Jesus Christ. And if you are in Jesus, you will have victory in your life. Amen. So we won't let these moments steal our praise, our worship, and our thanksgiving. You know, I've watched over the last few weeks, and you have too, as things have kind of shifted again. When we go back to March, when this all began to unfold, it just kind of it hit us so sudden in a way that we didn't know what was going on. When I think about April and how we had to close things down, I, the board knows this, the, the team knows this. I want to forget April completely 
But God says, now I need you to remember some of that because I was teaching you some things during that time. It was rough. And I know it was rough for all of us. We didn't quite understand it. I mean, we are not built and made just to shut down completely. We need relationships. We want our freedom to go. We want to be able to move about. I mean, it was a difficult, difficult time. But then we watched as things began to loosen up a little bit. We got into the summer. There was a little bit more life. All of a sudden, you saw more cars on the highway. You saw more people, you know, in the parking lots. You saw more people hanging out at Quick Trip. You know, you saw some, you saw some life moving. And especially here in Kuwaita in this area, you saw things begin to pick up. We were learning how, and we're still learning how, to open up our schools and, and have our activities and, and to be able to move forward. And so we were beginning to have this hope, like, okay, we can breathe a little bit. We got to be outside. The summer was here, and the, the days were longer. And so some of us got to go and enjoy those moments and get away a little bit. And so we were breathing a little bit, and you could feel that hope. But just over these last couple of weeks, things have shifted again. Because obviously there's just been a lot happening in our world. And then the pandemic seems like, well, it's starting to spike up again. And our hospitals are full and the numbers are full. And even in our church, we have several quarantines, you know, because it's hitting them directly. And so it's starting to hit us. And what I have seen is, is that the enemy is using that again to work on all of us. People seem to be on the edge. They seem to be allowing that discouragement to get to them. That anxiety level has risen again. People who are normally not upset and mad, you see them getting upset and mad. And you see this, and I don't think everybody realizes it, or, and I don't even think people you know, wake up in the morning and say, oh, this is how I'm going to be today. But that heaviness and that anxiety and that uptick and everything, it's just starting, everybody's starting to feel it again. Can I tell you, we're not going to let anything keep us from being who we are in Christ. So this is in this moment right now is when we desperately need to cry out to God and say, God, we're here. We're with you. We ask for your healing. We ask for your hand to be upon us. God, forgive us for the way that we've handled any of this wrong. We are going to offer up our thanksgiving to you. That's the mindset that you and I need to have right now as a church. Don't let the enemy steal again that heart of love and unity and gratitude and worship and praise and truth of who you are in Christ. Now, take all that, and yes, I go back to that verse. Be thankful in all circumstances, because when you read that, that's Paul speaking to the church that was going through a rough time. He was saying to them, in everything that's happening, make sure you understand where your victory comes from, where your peace comes from, where your life comes from, where your joy and where your hope comes. I would not want to walk through a dark season without Jesus on my side. I've watched what some of our families have had to go through, and I would not want to go through it without Jesus Christ on our side. So when I even think about the moments of death and discouragement and depression, you know what? I'm still going to give my praise, my worship, and my thanksgiving to God. I mean, let's face it, 2020, the year of unprecedented extremes extremes. Some of us as individuals, we've had extremes. Collectively, we've had extremes. As a culture, we've had extremes. But in all circumstances, I will continue to offer up my thanksgiving because I have Jesus 
on my side. Jesus in our lives. I want to take you before I close. I want to read Psalm 116. Psalm 116, it's 19 verses. Written at a time when obviously there's much going on. And it says, the psalmist writes, I love the Lord because he hears my voice and he hears my prayer for mercy. Because he bends down to listen. I will pray as long as I have breath. Death wrapped its ropes around me. The terrors of the grave overtook me. I saw only trouble and sorrow. Then I called on the name of the Lord. Please, Lord, save me. How kind the Lord is. How good he is. So merciful, this God of ours. The Lord protects those of a childlike faith. I was facing death, and yet he saved me. Let my soul be at rest again, for the Lord, he has been good to me. He has saved me from death, my eyes from tears, and my feet from stumbling. And so I walk in the Lord's presence as I live here on earth. I believed in you, so I said, I am deeply troubled, Lord. In my anxiety, I cried out to you. These people, they're all liars around me. What can I offer the Lord for all he has done for me? I will lift up the cup of salvation and praise the Lord's name for saving me. I will keep my promises to the Lord in the presence of all of his people. The Lord cares deeply when his loved ones die. Oh, Lord, I am your servant. Yes, I am your servant, born into your household. You have freed me from my chains. I will offer you a sacrifice of thanksgiving and call on the name of the Lord. I will fulfill my vows to the Lord in the presence of all his people. In the house of the Lord, in the heart of Jerusalem, praise the Lord. Certainly, when you read that, you understand the Lord always hears our cry. He hears every prayer. He gives us mercy. He reaches down, the scripture says, he bends down to lift us up. Every time I read a passage like that in scripture, I think of my own life when I've just been in a place where I feel like I'm stuck or I've fallen or I've stumbled all over myself. I'm just in a moment where I just feel like I can't move and I can't go anywhere and I definitely need some help. I always picture in my mind that Jesus has his hand outstretched and it's there before I even ask for it because he's always there reaching down to help us out. He showers us with kindness and goodness. If I stopped here for a moment and said, hey, let's go around the sanctuary. Let's ask everybody online to give a shout out and, and say how the Lord's been good to them. We'd probably be here for a while because that's how good he is. He protects us. He saves us. He gives us peace. He gives us rest in our innermost being. He cares for us in life, and he cares for us in death. He gives us freedom and victory from anything that would try to keep us in any type of bondage. When I read that and it says how he freed us from our chains... Those chains could represent a lot of things. Those chains could be COVID. It could be politics. It could be depression. It could be sickness. 
It could be addiction. It could be bad relationships. It could be deceitfulness. It could be a lot of things. Those chains could be a lot of things upon our lives. But yet, every single one of those chains are broken by the power of Jesus Christ. Because death, hell, and the grave has been defeated because of Jesus Christ. So that truth alone tells us that nothing, no chain or nothing can hold us back of walking with Christ every single day. Amen? In Christ. In Christ. We have all reason to give our praise. Amen? Amen. The worship team is going to come. And as they come, they're going to sing over us this morning. They've already sung the song, The Blessing. But as they sing this song over you, I want you to understand that the Lord knows right where you're at. He knows where we're at as individuals. He knows where we're at as families. He knows where we're at as a church in our community. He knows where we're at as a culture. And I know our prayers are many this morning. I know our prayers are many. When I woke up this morning, I was thinking about Justin and Mary and what they're going through. I was thinking about the Hutchins family and the beautiful service that we had together. I was thinking about all my church family that's contacted me and said, hey, pastor, we can't be there for a while. We're quarantined. I was thinking about all the ones we have in our church that are in the medical field. They're on the front lines of this every single day. I was thinking about Mark Wayne and Christy there in Congress and the light that they are trying to be in a very dark place. I was thinking about many of our church family and all the different things that you're going through right now. Because obviously there's many things that it's personal, it's private. It's for them and the Lord to know and, and for their pastor if they want me to come in and pray with them. And there's a lot. This year, I mean, you remember back when it was 2019 and we were like, 2020, well, that just sounded cool and we were so ready to go to 2020. We were excited. And now we're like, 2020. <laughs> I'll say no more. I- I'm not going to say anything about 2021. <laughs> I'm like, okay, let's, just, let's not get that excited yet. <laughs> right? Yeah, have faith. The Lord is with us. And he knows where you're at. So I know there's going to be many prayers here this morning. But what I would ask you to do is as this song is being sung, I want you just to picture it being sung over you. I picture in my mind sometimes the Lord just singing over us. His blessing, his promises, his hope, his future. He's for us. And today on this Thanksgiving Sunday, I got many reasons of why I can sit here for a while and offer up my praise, and offer up my thanksgiving. You're here, and if you need prayer, we're going to be available for prayer. If you want to stay seated, if you want to stand, however you want to close this moment, I pray you are led by the power of the Holy Spirit. For those of you at home, don't turn it off yet. Take this moment in, and allow God to do whatever he wants to do in your life. But together, in unity, Let's offer up our thanksgiving. Amen. Father, I thank you. I praise you. You're so good. You're so good. 
we are not going to let anything, Father Lord, keep us for offering up our thanksgiving to you. Today, Father Lord, we receive this word, this word of promise, this word of hope, this word of life. And as we do, may it nurture us deep down within. I pray every single individual right now in the name of Jesus, the blessing of God upon their lives. We worship you, we praise you in your name. Amen.